Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Yeah. The charcoal mess. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh-oh. Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a friend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Hey y'all, happy Friday and happy almost the end of May. If you were like me, uh, May feels like December sometimes. And so we're almost at the end. In fact, today's my kid's last day of school and it's one of my kid's birthdays. Happy birthday, Amos. If you're a mom to younger kids, especially elementary kids, you can feel like we had a million things to do this month. Can you just get me to summer? And so I just want to tell you, you're almost there, mama. Uh, maybe you're ending classes this semester. I hope you've had a great semester. Or maybe you're like, it's just another Friday for me, Jamie. <laughs> well, happy Friday to you. Guys, we have a, a great show today that, that you don't want to miss out on. Uh, I accidentally created a series over the last two weeks about incarceration. And so if you listen to the shows last week, we had Brandon and Lacey Terrell both on sharing their story about incarceration and how it has affected their life. And then this last Wednesday, we had Fox and Rob Richardson on sharing their story of their incarceration, particularly Rob's incarceration in the state penitentiary in Louisiana, sharing their story. And today we have my new friend, Shelby Houston. I met her this year. I I tell you in the show how we met. And I'm just a really proud big sister of her, even though I just met her. And she's doing some incredible things. Well, Shelby's on the other side of incarceration. Her family was victimized. Her father was murdered uh, in December of 2021. And so she gets to be the one that looks someone in the eyes and says, I forgive you. And so she shares that story today and it's going to be super moving for you and encouraging. And I just kept thinking as Shelby and I were talking that if Shelby can look at the man who took her father's life and say, I forgive you, um, we too can trust in the forgiveness that the father gives us through Jesus. And we also can be people who give that forgiveness to those around us. And, And by no means are either one of us saying that forgiveness is easy, But I think you're going to be encouraged today by Shelby's journey and how she got there. I want to tell you this. We have uh, in the show notes, which the show notes are on my webpage, jamieivy.com. You can find everything there. You can search in someone's name. You can search in a topic. Everything's there. But in particular, there's going to be some links in the show notes today to some news reports. We're going to put the link to the interview that I did with Shelby that we referenced in the show. So if you've never signed up for our newsletter, uh, today's the day, guys. Go to jamieivy.com slash newsletter, and we email that to you every day that we release a show, which is currently Wednesdays and Fridays. There's some fun things in there. There's often some, some things I'm loving, but there's always information about the show. And all the links that you need from the show are there. So I want to give you that heads up. But if you're just thinking, I listened to the show today and I want to see more and I want to read more, go to jamieivy.com. That's my webpage and you can find the podcast page and you'll see the interview with Shelby and all the information will be there. You guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for showing up to the happy hour. I cannot tell you how excited it makes me to know that you have 
my voice and Shelby's voice in your ears today, no matter what you're doing. And not because Shelby and I are awesome by any means, but because this show gets to be a vehicle of showing how awesome God is. And you're going to see that today as well. So friend, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to say this. We say this often, and maybe you're listening today and, and you don't know this God that Shelby and I are talking about, and you don't know about this forgiveness, man, if you don't own a Bible, I would always love to send you one. It is always an open invite for listeners of the happy hour. If you send us an email, we will send you a Bible. You can very easily do that by just sending an email to jamie at jamieivy.com. All right, friends, thanks a lot. Here's my conversation with Shelby Houston. Shelby, welcome to the happy hour. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you on the happy hour, even though you're probably not old enough to go to a real happy hour. Am I right? <laughs> Unfortunately, not, no. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Um, welcome to the show. I am overwhelmed with joy to have you um, on the show. And I met you this year in February yes. at the Therefore Conference, which Tiffany Daniels has been on the show before. And so my listeners are familiar with that. And I met you there. So Tiffany, my friend, she's like, hey, I want you to interview this girl. She's young. She, she told me parts of your story. And I want you to interview her and you know she's like you can be you can carry the conversation like you'll do great not like talking that you couldn't but just like okay like this is like a young girl that you're interviewing right so I'm like okay I'm thinking you're going to tell your story in this podcast so people will hear but I'm thinking in my mind like she's been through a lot like this is heavy our conversations about grief and trauma and all the things and so I'm gonna have to like really just like be the grandma here and and carry the conversation (laughs) and we get on stage and I was like well, you don't even need me up here <laughs> because Shelby's just fine by herself. <laughs> so that was my first interaction with you. And I knew this girl is going to do amazing things. Aww. So there you go. So introduce yes. yourself um, to my listeners. Yeah, my name is Shelby Houston. I am a senior at Dallas Baptist University. I'm finishing up school in December. I'm getting married in August. And right now I'm kind of juggling a bunch of things, but traveling, speaking, hopefully writing a book here soon. And so it's been super fun. Okay. That's really exciting, Shelby. I did not know that. Yes. Um, well, go Patriots. Go um, Pats. I spent my, I don't, know if, I don't know if I told you this because I sometimes do not give this information out freely. <laughs> I spent my first two years of college at Dallas Baptist. What? Did I tell you that? No. See, I do not throw that information out. And I can't even believe I'm saying on the podcast because Shelby, when I was at DBU, uh, I was wild and crazy and did not love Jesus. <laughs> and so when I meet people who are around my same age and right. they tell me they went to DBU, I like don't want to tell them because I'm like, no, we did not no, live in the no, same no, crowd. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> so that's incredible. I wish that to say that I would have been friends with you, but I probably yeah. wouldn't have. So. No, we're probably not. <laughs> But I apologize. But now I love Jesus. Yeah, and so thank God. I would be Praise him. Praise him. Uh, well, congrats on all of the things and getting thank married. You. I want to talk to you about that a little bit at the end and finishing yeah. school and what God has for you. But really, I'm happy to have this conversation with you today. And I remember when I interviewed you on that stage for Therefore, um, I thought this is going to be really, really powerful, even though I knew that I didn't know how you were going to be able to tell your story. I left there, like I said, like, all joking aside, very impressed with the poise that you had, the confidence that you had to talk about something so difficult. And so um, I want to talk about your life and mm-hmm. what you have had to walk through and where you are today and what led you to doing prison ministry. People who've been listening uh, know that for the past three weeks, we've been talking about incarceration in some form or the other. We had Brandon and then Lacey and then Fox and Rob. And so 
it somehow turned into a, a series that I didn't know was <laughs> happening. And you're the bow to that series. Yes. And so I want you to take us back uh, wherever you want to start with the story. If you want to start in December of 2021, or if you want to go further than that, I want you to take us back to how you got today to be young Shelby, who's going into prisons talking about forgiveness. Yeah. So it's actually really funny. My dad was a police officer for 21 years. And I would say probably about two years prior to his death, um, the Ted Bundy documentary came out on Netflix. And I've always kind of been one of those crime junkie fans. Mm -hmm. And so I watched that documentary. um, And at the end, there's the last episode, it shows um, him on death row. And there's this huge crowd outside of the prison, basically waiting for Ted to be killed. Um, And I started sobbing. And I was like, what in the world? I was like, why am I crying right now? And I was like, I felt so passionate about it. But I was like, my heart was also so broken, yet part of me like understood Um, And so I remember talking to my dad and my mom about it, just so broken up over this documentary. And then flash forward, I guess, to 2021, whenever this happened with my dad, um, I I made the decision really early on to forgive the man who shot my father. But I remember feeling like, oh, my goodness, like this, this is clicking, like this makes sense, like two years ago when I watched this documentary so broken up about this man who was on death row getting killed, like I'm in that story now. Mm. And so that completely like shook my world. And it was also just like confirmation from the Lord. Like, yeah, I prepared you for this like a long time ago. And so whenever I got up to do the eulogy at his funeral, um, I knew right away that um, I was going to forgive this man. And, you know, that road is going to be really hard and it's mm-hmm. not always going to be easy, but just looking back now, like getting to walk into prisons and share my story and then, you know, standing on the other side of, you know, what these guys have done or these women have done to other families or what has gone on in their lives. Like I'm on the other side of that, but Mm -hmm. for them to hear, like, I forgive you from someone on the other side is so powerful. And so it's been really cool to see how the Lord has prepared me a long time ago for this. And then just how he's been faithful to bring me through it. I love that. And I didn't know that part of your story about the documentary and, uh, you know, there was a, not a documentary, but what came out recently about Ted Bundy, like a, a, a show. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched it, but my, my boys and my husband watched it. And I remember there was a time when they were all watching it maybe last year or something. And there were a bunch of boy high school kids upstairs in mm-hmm. our game room. And we were talking with them about the show. Yeah. And, um, one of the kids said, um, because you know, Ted Bundy professed had a profession of faith towards the end of his life right? and became a believer and was baptized Mm -hmm. and all the things. And, um, one of the boys was like, how could God love him? Like, like how could he claim to be a Christian? And so we had a really like, like great conversation Mm -hmm. with these boys up there. And I actually, from that, from that conversation, did a little research, Shelby, and found the book of the pastor who baptized him. No, it's on my to read. It's, I want to read it this summer. So I have, you've got to send me that. 
I'll send it to you when we get done and I'll, I'll link it in the show notes as well. But that's yeah. just so interesting about that conversation. Mm-hmm. So let's go back. Your dad was a police officer for 21 years and you were a college student. You were in college when mm-hmm. um, your dad's life was taken. And so, um, I want to play a little bit of that eulogy from when you forget, when you said that. So listen to this right here. There has been anger, sadness, grief, and confusion. And part of me wishes I could despise the man who did this to my father. But I can't get any of any part of my heart to hate him. All that I can find is myself hoping and praying for this man to truly know Jesus. My prayer is that someday down the road, I'd get to spend some time with the man who shot my father. Not to scream at him, not to yell at him, not to scold him, simply to tell him about Jesus. Shelby, that's amazing and unbelievable. I want to talk about uh, when you made the decision to talk about forgiveness in your eulogy. Yeah, so leading up to the funeral, we had about a week, and so it was the day after I had found out my dad had passed. I was at home. Of course, I didn't sleep that night. Um, And so I got up really early and I went and sat on the front porch just to kind of get some air. And so I sat on the front porch and I remember just talking to God and being like, I don't really know what to say to you right now. Um, I don't know what to do, but I, I started to feel just this tug in my heart, like, you know, you need to speak at his funeral. And so that was something that I was like ready to do, but like, I was like, what do I even say? Mm. And so I remember the Lord bringing this image to my mind of him hanging on the cross. And I remember it, it almost felt like I was like looking in his eyes and like the sad suffering eyes. And I remember he just, you know, quietly nudged me and said, you know, I did this for you, but I also did this for Jaime. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. And so I knew like, who am I Mm -hmm. to take that forgiveness away from him? And so that's kind of what the heartbeat was behind that eulogy and kind of where it came from. Um, you know, he just kept bringing that image to my mind and he still brings that image Mm. to my mind. Um, and it'll stop me in my tracks, but I have to remember to forgive him all over again. And Mm. it's a daily thing. And so that's kind of what I talked about in the eulogy. And I think a lot of people would not have been confused or surprised if I hated the guy, if Mm -hmm. I wanted him to die, if like, I think they would think, yeah, that's like acceptable. Um, And so whenever I said that, everyone was like, where is this coming from? Like, how do you get that? And so I think that's kind of what made it, you know, take off the way that it did because people want that. Like people want to know, like, how do I forgive like that? How do I live like that? Um, And I think, you know, even today I get asked, like, do you still mean that? Like, do you still mean what you said? And my answer is yes. It's always been yes. But it's also like that was not me up there. Like that was Jesus. Mm. And so um, that was really special for me. And it has changed my life and kind of the walk that I've had in Mm. grief. Um, A lot of people think that, you know, whenever you make a decision like that, you're kind of stuffing those feelings away. You're not truly grieving. But no, it actually frees you up a lot more. 
If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike, and it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. That was 18 months ago, and and a lot in your life has changed since Mm -hmm. then. I, you would probably say because of oh, what yeah. you've done and said, yeah, your whole trajectory of your life has changed. Um, I can't help but think about how that's been for you as as a young woman who lost her dad unexpectedly to almost be thrown, thrust into the spotlight about forgiveness mm. um, through a circumstance that is terrible, like yeah. the worst. Yeah. And so I want to hear from you. What has it been like for you to grieve well mm-hmm. while also ministering to people about forgiveness? I mean, this is yeah. big and heavy. And so you're like, all of a sudden, like, here's Shelby. She's our spokesperson for forgiveness. <laughs> and yet, 
you lost your dad, Yeah, you know? And so how has that journey been for you and how have you found strength to keep doing that? Yeah. So I would say really early on, um, you know, I always kind of had a passion for speaking and writing. And so it did feel really natural and exciting for me to get to do all of that. But also I was really faced with, okay, your life is now like put out there for a lot of people to see. And so what do you do whenever you have really hard days? Like, how do you, you know, continue doing ministry and talking about this story over and over and over? Um, And I found that a lot of people want vulnerability. A lot of people want you to talk about the hard things. And so I found that, I can talk about the story about what happened with my dad all the time. Um, And I could put a bow on it every time, but I found that people are okay without a bow. Mm. And so I have been committed to being really vulnerable. Um, And so I have shared multiple times of the hard days and how I feel and the late nights whenever I miss my dad. Um, And so people have been really encouraged by that, which I thought would kind of be the opposite. And so that's kind of how I continue doing what I do because had I had to put a bow on it every single time, like I would get tired. I would, I would run out. Um, but being able to talk about how I feel and the grief and the journey of that with, with being like really raw and vulnerable, um, but also saying like, here I am, it's not always rainbows and butterflies and forgiveness is not easy, um, but it's possible with Jesus. And so it's been really encouraging for me and it's what keeps me going to kind of have an outlet to be like, yeah, your life is out there for a lot of people to see, but Shelby, you can be raw, you can be real, you, you can be vulnerable and it's what people need. People, mm-hmm. people need that. You know, and it also, it would be unsustainable for you to try to put oh, a bow yeah. on this all the time. I right. mean, you would just, and you would no, be fake, yeah. and you'd yes. be phony, and yeah. people probably would be like, I don't want what she has, because right. it doesn't feel like real life. Right, right, right. But yeah. real life is like, I'm hurting still. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness doesn't make me not hurt. Like right, you, I exactly. I think you said it makes it easier, but you still have grief. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, you're still 100%. walking into that. Have you ever spent time thinking, Shelby, about what your dad would think about you right now? <laughs> I actually get asked that often. I was in um, therapy, um, I guess, last week. And he was like, you know, do you think about um, like how proud your dad would be of you? And honestly, I I love to think about that. Um, obviously, it makes me want to curl up into a ball and cry. <laughs> but, um, you know, and, and I've said this before, I think if my dad, if I could talk to my dad, um, I think he would say, you know, Shelby, I think it was worth it. Um, and so that has kind of been really the backbone of my strength is like, yeah, I wish my dad was here. Like, I wish I could talk to him again. I wish I could hug him again. But I think, you know, if I could talk to him and be like, dad, would you would you take it back? I don't think he would. Um, just because of all of the lives that have been changed and the eternities that have been shifted because of it. That's a really bold statement to say, Shelby. Yeah. 
you know, since that um, day in December, your life has changed a lot and it has yeah. um, like opened up a lot of doors for you to do um, prison ministry. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember a couple of weeks ago, I was uh, on the Relevant podcast, which I co-host, and mm-hmm. I, I think I texted you about this. Yeah. And um we were doing a story about Russell Wilson and yes. his wife, Sierra, going into, uh, I don't what city was it in? Denver, Miami. What, Miami, going into yeah. a prison in Miami and doing yeah. work. And so I brought the story to Relevant and I was like, but you guys, this is not about Russell or Sierra. This is not my friend Shelby because you were there with them. And I'm like, yeah. forget Russell. Who cares? Shelby Houston. My girl was there. And so you've been able to have a lot of conversations um, with men who are on the other side of your journey. They yeah. are the, um, I don't know if the correct word would be, they're the perpetrator. They're the one right. that committed the crime. Yeah. Uh, whereas you would be the victim of mm-hmm. that. And so I want to hear from you, what has it been like for you to tell your story um, to these men and women um, who are sitting on the other side and who are in prison because of something that happened like just like your dad like Jaime right. how he uh, took your dad's life. And so how how has that been uh for them and for you as well? Yeah, so I guess it was last summer my um friend Bob Goff he reached out to me and he was like, "Hey, I'd really love for you to come to San Quentin with me." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> it's the first time I had ever been in a prison, but I was like, "Sure." And his wife Maria had never gone And she was like, you know, if you'll go, I'll go. And I was like, okay, we're doing this thing. So I ended up going. And what I thought was going to be a really, you know, chill day, I was just going to kind of step back and watch everything. I remember I walked into San Quentin and I was like, this is, this is not what I expected, first of all. Um, But then whenever we started the class, um, Bob got up there to talk to the guys and he was like, I have a friend here, Shelby. She's going to come up here and share her story. And I was like, so Bob Goff or what? (laughs) I was like, what did you just say? Yeah. And so, of course, all the guys like turn and look at me and I'm like, okay. So I get up there and I'm like, thank you, Bob. And so I start to share my story um, just off the top of my head. And before I knew it, all of these grown men were sobbing. Mm. And I was like, whoa. I was like, I did not expect that. Um, because I will say that society, movies, TV shows, the news has made prison out to be something that seems very scary. Um, and, and I I would vouch to say that it's really not like that at all. And so I was very surprised by how they reacted to my story. And so afterwards we got to, you know, break up into some small groups, um, And I got to hear all of these guys tell me their story. Um, And, and of course, they were like, thank you so much for sharing your story. I have never heard before that I am forgiven. Mm. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And so it was like, finally, they felt humanized again. And so it clicked for me. I was like, oh, like, this is why God had me you know, watch that documentary years ago. This is why these events had to happen on December 3rd. And so that was a really cool moment for me, but I I didn't know how often I was going to get to do that. Well, sure enough, um, here recently, God Behind Bars um, got in contact with me and I went out to the Miami, it's the Everglades Correctional Institution. 
and we did a prisoner-led worship night. And first of all, these guys are incredibly talented. And so they started, you know, doing their set and then they had me go up and share my story. And not only that, but then I got to share the gospel with them. And so that was honestly, I'd say top moment of my entire life. I don't know if it'll ever be topped. And so I, I shared my story about what happened and I I really told them exactly what I said in my eulogy. You know, if I, I, I really wanted to spend some time with a man who shot my father, not to scream at him, not to yell at him, not to scold him, but to tell him about Jesus. And so I got to do that with um, guys who are in his same shoes. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end, I, I said, you know, if you feel like um, this is you tonight, like maybe you've never accepted this forgiveness, not not from me, but from your heavenly father, um, you know, would you just raise your hand? And we had hands go up all over the room. And um, we had 33 men place their faith in Jesus for the first time. And so that was just a super humbling moment for me. Like, you know, if this is what it was all for, mm-hmm. man, it was worth it. And so that's been really cool. And I think that it was also just more confirmation for Jesus from Jesus. Like, this is where I have you. This is what mm-hmm. I want you to do. So is this what you want to be doing for the next years of your life? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You yeah. know, you mentioned that you wanted to be able to look at the man who took your father's life, Jaime, and extend that forgiveness to him, not just at the, your father's you at your father's service, but really sit across him and and say that. And so have you had that opportunity to do that? Yeah. So we had um, my father's funeral, I mean, not his funeral. We had his trial in September of 2022. And so this trial lasted about four days. And um, whenever the trial was concluded, we got to do a victim impact statement. And so I got up there and I got to look Jaime in the eyes and um, kind of shared my feelings with him, but also, you know, I said, Jaime, I've prayed for this day for a really long time, and I want you to look at me whenever you hear me say that I forgive you, and not only do I forgive you, but your Heavenly Father forgives you, um, and he shook his head, and he, and he received that, mm-hmm. um, and so I have since um, connected with his kids, And after the trial, they got in contact with me. And so I met up with his daughter and his son. And, you know, I asked them, I said, how often are you getting to see your dad? Um, Have you gotten to talk to him at all? And his daughter said, yeah, actually, we I went like the other day. And she told she told Jaime, she said, you know, the officer's daughter wants to talk to you. And he was like, yeah, I want to talk to her, too. And so I haven't gotten to visit him in prison yet, but I'm waiting for that day. And so I'm really excited and really expectant. But she had mentioned, she said, yeah, he he really wasn't very, he, he wasn't really a believer. Like we didn't go to church. We didn't read the Bible or anything. Um, but he started telling me all of these Bible stories whenever I went and saw him the other day. And he has a Bible, I guess now. And I was like, oh. Oh my goodness. And so um, I, I really am hopeful that um, he, ha- he makes that decision to place his faith in Jesus and then hopefully his kids would follow after him. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean 
every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. It's amazing, Shelby. If, you know, people have been listening this last couple of weeks, Brandon was on the show a week mm-hmm. and a half ago. And um, I think, you know, Brandon as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, he talked about how he had a Bible that he that he got in prison, and yeah. that is where he really changed his life. And mm-hmm. I think there's so much opportunities for um, people who are kind of at what feels like the end of their rope, you know. Right. And so often Jesus comes in, and I, I love earlier when you were talking about going into San Quentin, and I shared with Brandon as well my experience from going into mm-hmm. San Quentin was about the same like you just see TV and you walk into San Quentin and you're like wait wait what yeah, yeah. not the same place yeah not the same place and um the opportunities that they're given at that particular prison and again it's the only one I've ever been to so I don't know but the opportunities they're given are just amazing and Brandon said something that has really stuck with me and some of the people here at the office he said um let me make sure I get it right he said uh today's prisoner is tomorrow's neighbor Yes. And so he, he's really just talking about like what it means to rehabilitate and to pour into these men and women who are incarcerated because he gave a percentage of how many percentage of them are going to be back into the real world. Right. And um, there is this sense of people who kind of put prisoners in this like category of like too far gone. Yes. No hope. Absolutely. Yeah. Why do we care about them? Right. And um. I love that you're ch- you're being a part of changing that narrative, Shelby. Yeah. Uh, of that 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 these people, they're they're humans. They're creating mm-hmm. God's image. They will be our neighbors tomorrow. Like yes. they matter. Yeah. They really yeah. do matter. Um, I, um, I'm so grateful for the work that you're doing, and I also am just fully aware of the of the hardness that comes with it. So, I want you Thank to know you. that I think about you and um. Thank you pray for you and I'm proud of you like I'm like you, you like this new big sister that I'm so proud yes. of you about um, okay <laughs> let's you. switch gears just a little bit because you're about yeah. to get yourself married I am okay on a scale of one to ten how stressful is marriage planning right now so I would say it's about a 15 out of 10 <laughs> <laughs> it's like kind of the worst thing ever but the best thing ever yeah um I was like I'm such a type A girl. Like I, whenever there's something to get done, I get it done. And so it's not been that way with planning at all. Um, But thankfully, most of my friends were actually like in this season of all getting married. And so we've gotten to do it together, which has been really fun. Yeah, I love that. Now, I don't know the answer to this, but did your dad ever meet your fiance? He did not. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so that has been something that we've really had to work through. Um. Will, my fiance, he that has that was kind of his dream, you know, to have a father in law. And so he's he's grieving that as well. Mm. Um, 
And so, you know, he had been around, but no, my dad never got to meet him. How are the emotions heading into a wedding without your dad here? I would say um, I, it has been a struggle. I think the closer that I get, um, because of course now we're doing the timeline of the day and we've got to p- pick the songs that I'm going to dance to. And even thinking about the rehearsal the day b- before, like um, I was actually at a wedding rehearsal last night and I got I got to watch one of my friends walk down the aisle with her dad. And it was just kind of that like, stopped me in my tracks and yeah. I was like, oh, you That's know. That's not going to happen for me. Right, yeah. right. And so thankfully I've had just the best pastor. He was my youth pastor growing up. He was my boss at one point. He's my pastor now, but he has been like a second dad to me. Mm. Um, and so he's going to get to walk me down the aisle and I'll have my um, father-daughter dance with him. And so, of course, like I wish my dad was here for that, but also I'm just really grateful that the Lord was faithful enough to bring someone in to fill that gap. Mm, that's really great. Okay, so you have a wedding coming up. You have graduation in December. Yes. What else exciting is happening in your world right now? So I am. I have been traveling to Austin a lot recently. Yeah, tell um, us about that. I've seen what you've been doing. Yes, yes. yeah. So we are. We've pr- presented two bills. Um, one of them being to change a clause in the Texas Penal Code um, to identify an officer. They have it for aggravated assault, but they don't have it for capital murder. So basically, um, it would just be assumed um, what an officer looks like without identification, really. Um, just Explain because... what you mean. I'm confused. So basically, um, at the trial, the defense made the argument that Jaime did not know my dad was a police officer. Okay. Um And so basically we want to add a clause into the capital murder um, definition in the Texas Penal Code that basically says, you know an officer by its uniform, its badge, the car lights, all of those things. Basically, you can assume it is a police officer. While also if they say, hi, my name is whatever, I'm a police officer. So basically, um, they have that in every other category in the Texas Penal Code besides capital murder. Hmm. And so we are hoping to get that changed, and it'll be called um, the Officer Richard Houston II Act. So basically, our prayer is that no family ever has to hear that argument in trial again, Hmm. because the defense did a great job in trial. And... um, I remember like my stomach dropping, Mm. like, oh my goodness, like, what if, you know, what if we don't receive justice for this? And so that's one bill that we have introduced and then it passed through the Senate. It's now um, to the House. It's pending with the House. We're waiting for that to be passed through and then it will be official. And then the second bill we have, um, I guess, presented is for Highway 635 that runs through Mesquite to be the Officer Richard Houston um, Memorial Highway. So, I yeah. love that so much. I see those signs and they never mean anything to me on a personal level. Right. And so I can only imagine how um, special that would be oh, to yeah. have that portion of the highway um, oh, honoring huge. your father. Yeah. So he's so do you, do you have like a, a business suit that you put on when you come down here? Like oh are you yeah like, oh girl. we are business all business. I love it. I yeah. love it. Man, it is just crazy yeah. to think how 
God has just thrust you in to this yeah. to this world and how you can look back and see how he was preparing you for this all along oh, the yeah. way, you Absolutely. know, and to see that like the, the stuff, what everything you're doing is not just come easy or natural, but God has right. set a plan in place yes. for this to be happening. Yeah. And so sure. it's so beautiful to watch. Well, Shelby, I am just so proud of you and the way Thank that you're you. handling this um, while also grieving and planning a wedding and trying to yes. graduate college and all of the <laughs> all major the things. things in your life going yeah. on. I'd love to hear from you. What are you loving these days or what are you reading? So I am currently reading Wild at Heart. Um, if you have a husband, a brother, a son, it's great. It basically just tells you how a man is wired because they are very different than women. <laughs> and so it's kind of helped me prepare to just be the best wife that I can be. Um, and so I love that book. Um, I also have been, me, me and Will, my fiance, have been going through the marriage devotional by Levi Lusco. And so yeah. we love him. We love his stuff. And so also we are just getting, like I said, all wedding things, all house things planned. And so Target has this line by Studio McGee. If you yeah. haven't shopped there, you need to. Oh, it is you just love the it? best line ever. All house things, decor. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Are y'all moving into an apartment or a house or what? Yeah. So it's basically a little townhome. Um, it's in Kaufman, Texas. <laughs> and so, um, but we love it. It's been awesome. So we're excited to do all the house stuff together. So exciting. Well, I'm going to send you guys a copy of my marriage book. Okay. So yes. I, will, I will send that to you guys do as it. well. Um, Shelby, I'm so grateful um, for you and your story. You. And I know this has been a huge encouragement. Thank you for rounding out our conversations about incarceration from a victim standpoint, from on the other side. And the thing that I love about every show that's come out these last two weeks, every single show has been saturated, um, with Jesus and yeah. there's hope for Jesus, no matter where you fall on the side yeah. of, of, um, the law, whether you are a victim mm -hmm. or a criminal, yeah. Jesus is the same. For, yeah. uh, for everybody. And that's, I think my biggest prayer, Shelby, as I've been having these conversations is that people, especially followers of Jesus would adjust the way they mm -hmm. see people who are different than them. Yes. And that's yes. what you're doing every time you walk into those prisons is you're saying, I see you as, as a human. Yes. And I think, um, something that I've kind of lived by recently is treat people like Jesus died for them. Mm. And so, um, that's been huge in prison ministry and it needs to be true of, our lives as believers is we've got to treat people like Jesus died for them. Because it changes the way we cr we treat, we oh, changes yeah. the way we see them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you'll have to keep us updated on um, your whenever you get to go see Jaime and how that goes. Yes, I'd love to hear absolutely. how that, that goes. Shelby, thanks for coming on the happy hour. Yes, thank you for having me. Ivy is a production of Ivy Media Podcast. Executive produced by Jamie Ivy, produced by Lindsay Sweeney, edited by Angie Elkins, show notes by Nikki Ogden, art by Jen Jet Barrett, original music by Matt Graham, and I'm your host, Jamie. Have a happy hour with a friend. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because the charcoal mess great because why would i put that on my face when i could drop it in my sink this is what i get for multitasking Ugh! why is charcoal so sticky uh, hello hey janice i am so sorry i thought i was on mute <laughs> no we don't need to reschedule i'll just stay off camera oh yeah that happens so start clean with clorox use clorox products as directed